Second Corinthians 5, 6 through 10. By purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, by truthful speech, and the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for through slander and praise, we are treated as imposters and yet are true as unknowing and yet will know as dying dying and behold we live as punished and yet not killed as sorrowful yet always rejoicing as poor yet making many rich as having nothing yet possessing everything Morning. Go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 8. Last week we spent some time going through Luke as I've been preaching through the book of Luke here. Jesus talked about the parable of the four soils and really where is our heart at and how we respond to the message of Jesus. And and remember, he, he kept mentioning over and over again the stories that follow. Are you listening? Are you really getting what I'm telling you? Because what's going to happen next, it's important to really listen to Jesus and what's really there and, uh, and the things that he's sharing with us. Because we're going to get into some scary situations. Now, I want to ask, how many of you are afraid of something in life? Have some sort of fear? Beth, oh, Beth did raise her hand. I thought that Beth was not going to raise her hand. I thought, well, that's probably true. Beth is afraid of nothing, right? Now, we all have fears, don't we? We have things that, that are spooky to us. In fact, I found this this last week. This is a, a diagram of the top fears here in the United States. Number one is speaking to a group. Okay, scary stuff. How many of you have that fear? Okay, yeah. You speak to a group and, and somebody might laugh at you, somebody might say something, somebody might make a face, you might say something dumb. This is what I live with every week, all right? This is, where, this is, this is how I live. Okay, top fear, speaking to a group, heights. How many of you are afraid of heights? Okay, yep. How about insects and bugs? Yeah, there's a few there. You know, big old insect crawls on you. Yeah, it's a bad deal. How about uh, financial fears? You know, you fear that at times. Deep water, sickness, death, flying, all of those. How many of you are afraid of flying? Yeah, okay. Yeah, those are all all legitimate fears that we find in our, in our society. And there was some diagrams that I saw had more than others. But the next one on this one was actually was on another page, and I didn't have a place to, to put it here. But as 11% was the fear of rodents. And I thought that might be higher. How many of you have a fear of rodents or not a great fan of that? Yes, that is uh, on a regular basis. I have a fake rat that I like to show Debbie Morgan, and she loves it too, at the top of her voice uh, whenever she sees that fake rat. And so we've made peace, and I'm not going to throw the fake rat at her at this point in time. And, and we're, uh, we, we have an understanding. But she said that she gets, she gets to heaven before me. She's going to prepare something in my mansion over the hilltop that's going to terrify me when I arrive. So we're working through that, trying to figure all that out right now. But these are fears that we have, right? You can see these. And maybe the greatest fears that we have are the ones that aren't on those lists, but they're fears that are intensely personal. Because of something that happened to us at some point in time that maybe if we try to explain it to somebody else, we think, I can't really explain this to anybody. They're going to laugh at me. This isn't... But for me, it's scary. For me, it's something that's deep. 
it's something that, that has really damaged me and, and caused a, a lot of fear for me. And so we're going to go into these four stories of, of fear. And how does Jesus handle each one of them? And something I noticed, because the last time when we went through Mark a few years ago, I preached through this. I divided this up and we went slower. And so we're going to look at a big picture here and, and get the idea of what's, what's being shared, what's being said here by, by Jesus. Because Jesus starts with one example or one story that we have here is he's, he's going to take his disciples to face the deep. Now, I'm going to tell these stories, and then we'll read a little bit of Scripture later. But what happens is Jesus gets in a boat, and they're going across the Sea of Galilee. And this big storm comes up. And all these guys in the boat, or, or several of them anyway, are seasoned fishermen. They know what it means to be in a storm. They've outlived them their entire life. They know what they're supposed to do. But this storm was so bad that they wake Jesus up. He's sleeping. And they wake him up and say, Jesus, don't you care if we drowned? And he gets up and he rebukes the wind of the waves. And in the Sea of Galilee, things go from this, this great storm where there's wind and there's waves and people think they're going to die to silence. Immediately, all of a sudden, everything is calm. And his disciples are terrified because they realize that creation only listens to one person that's the creator. But the waves, the deep, nature is scary. And Jesus says, where is your faith? Now, I started thinking about what are some things that are scary now. I mean, waves and wind is still scary now, isn't it? If you're out in a boat, that's scary. How about driving in the snow and ice? Is that scary? Yeah, that can be scary. There's hurricanes, there's tornadoes, there's earthquakes, there's all sorts of things that we can give, we can give examples of that are scary, right? They're terrifying because that can end our life in a flash. There's all sorts of things in nature that are scary. And Jesus, in the middle of all this, with his disciples, says, where's your faith? Where's your faith? Do you not think that, he doesn't say this, but the idea is, don't you think that I'm bigger than all this? Don't you think that I can handle all of this? I created all this. Where is your faith? Just be courageous. And as they, you imagine their, their nerves are still frazzled at this point in time, and they dock at a valley there where there is a man comes running out of the tombs. And he is called Legion because he is a man that is possessed by demons, many of them. And he is, uh, the townspeople have tried to, to watch him, have tried to, to bind him with chains, and he's been able to escape and break out of that. And so instead of living in a house like everyone else, he's living in the tombs, and he's running about just terrifying everyone. Can you imagine how scary that would be? Jesus and his disciples dock the boat. They get out, and all of a sudden, this man comes screaming, this possessed man comes screaming and hollering at him. What would you do? Would that cause fear? Oh, man. It could cause fear in any one of us. And what Jesus does is that that man comes up and Jesus casts out those demons and the demons ask to be able to go into the pigs. They go into the pigs because that's the Gentile side of the Galilee and they run down into the, the, the lake and they're drowned there and, and they're gone. And the townspeople hear about this and they're terrified and they think, wait a minute here, all of our pigs have been destroyed by this guy and they care more about their pigs than they do about this guy that is sitting there in his right mind now. And he wants to go with Jesus. He wants to, to go, and he's so excited about what Jesus has done for him. And Jesus' response is, return home and tell how much God has done for you. In other words, no, you can't come with me today. But i got a plan for you. i got a mission for you. I want you to go around. I want you to tell everybody how much the good things that I've done for you. 
Now, all of us may have our demons, not in the same sense um, of, of the demons that this this uh, this guy had. I don't know, but there's there's things that uh, past hurts or past sins or or something or or maybe those sins that that keep keep reoccurring and we cannot seem to to get them out of our life. And we know that we've got the Holy Spirit and we know that we've been transformed, but somehow they tend to pop up here and there and we still struggle with them. And, and we feel like I should be way past this. But those things we, I, want, I want to be done with, I want it far in my history, but they seem to be there. Those are those, we can say, those demons that we're afraid of. That part of ourself, that dark side of ourself that we can't seem to, to get straight. And it, it is a source of, of shame and a source of... Uh, of heartache for us. We have those, don't we? And we can be afraid of those at times. And Jesus tells this man, return home and tell how much God has done for you. We're going to come back to this. Jesus continues on from there and, and look at verse um, chapter 8, verse uh, 40. It says, Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. So this man has done his job. Legion the one formerly known as Legion, had done his job because he had gone and he had shared the message of Jesus with these people. So when Jesus comes back to that area, there's people coming from all over because they want to hear. They want to be a part of what, what is being said here. And there's two more stories that intertwine here. And one of them is the story of, of this lady here. She's facing uh, disease. And how she comes into the picture is there's a synagogue ruler that has a 12-year-old daughter, his only daughter, that is very, very sick. And so he calls Jesus, will you please come and heal my daughter? And Jesus is on his way, and because there's so many people that are packing in around him, it says that Jesus is almost crushed. You can imagine, how many of you have been in a crowd where you thought you were going to be crushed? It happened to me once, and it's scary if you've ever been there. And this crowd is crushing in, and Jesus is, is pushing his way through this crowd. And this woman in the middle of all this says that she has had a bleeding disease for years and has spent her money on doctors and has not been able to get well. And, and nothing seemed to work. And so she's heard of this Jesus, and she goes and she thinks, if I can touch just a part of his cloak, if I can just touch it, then I'm going to be healed. And as Jesus is, is walking through this crowd, she touches a part of his cloak and she feels healing immediately. And right in the middle of all that, Jesus stops. You can imagine him turning around saying, who touched me? And the crowd around gets kind of quiet and his disciples say, wait a minute, there's people everywhere. How on earth can you tell if someone has touched you? You're, there's people crowding up around you all around. Jesus knows what has happened here. And he says, no, who touched me? And you can imagine these people looking around at each other thinking, all right, who's going to confess? Who's going to come out? What's going to happen here? And this woman comes out with her head down, thinks that she's going to get a lecture, she's going to get in trouble because she's just stolen power from this teacher. Okay. She's terrified because it's, this disease has ravaged her body for who knows how long. And she's healed, but what, what are the consequences? And Jesus' response is, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. And she leaves. Can you imagine... What's happening in her body and in her spirits now as well is not only has, has she been healed, but the healer encourages her personally, turns around and says, your faith is healed. You go in peace. Go. It's fine. It's fine. It's great. I'm glad you can be healed. That's awesome. Even if you tried to steal it, it's great. It's okay. All right? 
Go in peace. And as Jesus continues on, he gets to where Jairus' daughter is on the way there. In fact, when he's, he's still there with this, this woman, people arrive and say, Oh, no, don't bother the teacher anymore. Jairus' daughter's passed away. She's gone. Just go home. And, and Jesus' response is, No, she's not. She's, no, that's not what's happening here. Don't be afraid. Just believe and she will be healed. And Jesus goes to the house. He takes a few in there with him. They heal this little girl, his only daughter. Heal her. She sits up and they give her some food. And in these four stories, you see these four things that we can all be very afraid of. Deep, demons, disease, and death. If you put the categories that we looked at before, uh, some of these things that we're afraid of, all of them fall into these categories somewhere. And in these stories, what we see is Jesus has taken head-on the things that we fear most in life, the things that we're most terrified of, and it says, these will not rule over you. I have power over all of these things. Look at this. Uh, this here for a second. Okay, Landon and Luke, you guys can pass out what you're going to pass out. We're going to do something here today. Hopefully this will be helpful for you. Because all of us have fears, right? We talked about that. All of us have fears that we, we face, that we, we come up against. These boys are going to be passing out just half a sheet of paper that simply says, what are you afraid of or what are your fears? And we're going to take some time to be able to reflect and think about those here for a second. And Dan Staley's going to lead a song during part of this. So what we'll do is we'll have a, a time... Uh, Dan will lead a song, and then we'll have some some silence, okay? Silence is uncomfortable, but that's all right, because what we're going to do is, is I want all of us to just think and to, to reflect on, on what are some things that I am truly afraid of, because what happens is if we don't face those fears at some point in time with the message that Jesus has given us today, what we tend to do is we allow fears to cripple us, we allow fears to control us. And these things that we're terrified of, the things that we're afraid of, they tend to, not because we live by fear, they don't, we, we can't be the people that God really wants us to be because somehow, somewhere, this fear that is buried deep within us controls us and controls at least certain aspects of our life. And so what I want us to do is, is when these get passed out here, is to... Uh, Staley, you can go ahead and lead us a song, a song here in just a second that gets us into this. But take a moment and think and pray and just write down. This is just for you. This is just between you and God. But I found that writing something down helps us to name it and claim it. Because if we don't write something down, oftentimes we think about it and then it's poof is gone. And we don't come face to face with it. But if we write it down, and you can write it down in code. Hey, if you want to write it down in a foreign language, or you can write it down so if someone else picks it up, they will never know what that means. That's fine. This is just between you and God. But write down, what are the things that I'm afraid of? We're going to take some time. Dan will lead a song. I want you to reflect on it. And then we'll come back and we'll talk more about some of these things that Jesus said about how we're supposed to handle fear. Dan, go ahead. By Jesus, no.
in every one of these four stories that Jesus just gave about fear. He has something to say about how to respond to it. And as you've just been walking through, what, what are my fears? What are the things that, that I am truly afraid of? Having some moments of quiet to be able to share and, and reflect on that is, is huge and important. And I hope that uh, these last few minutes may have not, I hope they've, they've, they've been good. They may not be easy, but they can be, provide a, a door for healing in the future. Now, you may walk out of here and you still have that fear, but at least you've named it and you've claimed it and you've written it down and you want to give that to God. And that's what I hope is that when each of us walk out, out of here today to go back and to be a light for God's kingdom, is that we understand that this fear may not be resolved immediately, but we've started the process in giving it to God, that we're not going to let it control us anymore at all. There is uh, some lessons that Jesus gives us here, and I love this picture here. <laughs> Little girl, she knows what's up, right? Here is facing your pl- fears, Jesus' plan. Walk by faith and not by fear. We have a choice in life is that we can allow fear to control us and that we make decisions based on what we're afraid of. And, and what happens is it just binds us up in knots so that we don't accomplish anything and we just put this wall up around us everywhere so that we don't get hurt. And Jesus calls us to live differently. He calls us to live by faith. And he's wanting to take these fears and saying, I'm bigger than all those. These stories just showed you. I'm bigger than all those fears. I'm going to take them. What I want you to do is step out in faith and live courageously. Romans chapter 8, and I'll just read this to you. Romans chapter 8, starting verse 14. He says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. That's all gone. Rather, the Spirit you received brought you from your adoption to sonship. And in Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. So in other words, because of Christ coming and him giving us his Holy Spirit, he has changed us and transformed us so that we don't have to walk by fear and live by fear anymore, that we can walk by faith and start to leave that fear behind us, that fear that cripples us. Jesus also tells us, go in peace. That's what he tells this, this lady that is, uh, that is healed. He says, you're not going to get in lecture, you're not going to get in trouble but you just need to go in peace. And I hope as all of us leave here today that we leave with a sense of peace, that whatever our fears are, that somehow, somewhere, we've given these to God and God is working in these in order to bring healing and and courage in the future. And Jesus also tells us, tell others what Jesus has done for you. And that's what this man formerly known as Legion did. He went out and he told people about what Jesus had done for him and it changed people's lives. And the things that we fear now, the things that you have on your list right now, someday those may become a powerful tool in God's hand that you come face to face with someone who, is, who is, has this fear or you see it in somebody and you can say, hey, wait a minute, there was a time that I feared X, Y, or Z, whatever it is that, you just, that, that, that I see in you, and I can tell you God can bring you past it. And you may not say it in those words, you may just show it by example, But our shortcomings, our fears, can become great points of of ministry because we're able to share the abundant life of what Jesus has done for us. And I hope we can leave here today with a renewed interest and a renewed desire to give all those fears to God 
and live courageously and walk by faith into the abundant life of Jesus. If you'd like to become a Christian or you'd like prayers of the church, the elders in the back waiting to pray with you, let's stand and sing together.